It's February 28th, 2016, and I don't have an intro. I'm Colin Detmar. I'm Emily Dalton. And I'm John Aniska. And you didn't see that one coming. And this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. Yes, it is. A <laughs> <sighs> whole gang is together. We're all, we're all, we're back Woo. for Dota. Have we all three of us been on an episode since I stopped being the main co-host? No. It's been a while. It has. It has. And like, as much as I haven't had much to talk about, and that's why I haven't been here, I've missed it. I gotta admit, I've missed it. Well, and we got a lot to talk about this week, too. Yes, indeed, because I have been watching what you've been watching, which is the Shanghai Major. Indeed. So, okay. I uh, I guess I want to get out of the way up front the grievances, right? Okay. Because there's so much there's so much good to say about this tournament, which is like the games have been fantastic. They've been so good. So, um we've had some issues with production value and we've had some issues with hosting, right? Yeah. Well put. And yeah. we've also had some issues with the community being kind of racist. Um so listen, and a lot of other things. I let's just get into it. Okay, I want to start off like listen, r slash Dota two, the Dota two subreddit. I go there a lot. This is well known, and I generally enjoy it. You guys need to chill the fuck out. Do you want to tell yeah. us what what's going on right now? Just sum it up for people who don't read Reddit. Okay, so first of all. There have been some problems with production value and consistency and stability of streams, and also getting things done on time, which, when they happen in other tournaments, is because, you know, like, oh no, Valve needs to put more money into this and blah blah blah, but when it happens in China, it's because there's a problem with the Chinese people, which is kind of fucked up. Um, and then there's the fact that the host of the Shanghai Major English side, uh, James 2GD... I forget his last name. Um, was fired for being wildly inappropriate and now of course the community is up in arms that he got fired even though he was like making homophobic jokes at the expense of the players and didn't know what he was talking about and making taunts about pornography in China which by the way pornography is illegal there and you're pissing off the Chinese government and not following orders from his supervisors like listen I understand he's a member of the community, but there's a problem with geek communities as a whole that we are not, like, when someone in our community does something shitty and they get wrapped on the fingers for it, our first response is not, yeah, maybe we need to fix part of our community. It's to to lash back against them being fucking called out for their bullshit. Before we get any deeper in, I think an important ingredient is, how did we find out that he was fired? Um, he said he was fired? I was thinking of Gabe's little post. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he said that before that. Um, he, he just posted on Twitter, hey, I'm, I'm fired. Sad face. Um, <laughs> and then, so there was a bunch of, like, so Reddit got up in arms, and also I'm sure some other communities do as well. Reddit is not the only Dota 2 community, it's just the biggest one, and it seems like probably the most influential one. It's the loudest Um, by far. (laughs) And then Gabe Newell posted on the Dota 2 subreddit, being like, hey, 
we had a problem with this guy. We gave him a second chance with this major. Turns out he's an ass. He's fired. Also, the production team that's been running this tournament is fired. Thank you. Later. Yeah. Like, let's be clear. It wasn't just that, like, at some point during this thing he made some inappropriate joke. He opened by using the word cunt and then making a bottom bitch joke. He was pretty relentless. And, like, then he gets on Twitter and it's like, no, Ice Frog told me over Skype to be myself, so it's okay. And no, that's not how it works. <laughs> Sorry. Now, most people understand when you're told to be yourself at your job, that doesn't mean, you know, the self who doesn't wear pants. That means a different self. It means don't worry about trying to seem buttoned up. Like, don't try to don't try to be a classy guy because we know who you are, 2GD. But also... But also show still... a little restraint. Be, be, your, be yourself generally... Like, be yourself when you're told that before going on stage means do your style of humor and casual whatever. It doesn't mean... I mean you still have to watch your fucking mouth. Yeah, also, like it turns the... out we didn't mean it about your humor. Yikes. Yeah, I guess, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. So, there's a lot of shit going on around that. Uh, the way the Dota 2 community at large has responding has has been childish, inappropriate, and downright just harmful. I, I've seen pe- like professional casters and players floating around the hashtag free games. Oh, as comparison to the hashtag free Kesha. Holy shit, you do not get to compare someone getting fired over being a piece of shit to an artist having to continue to work with her rapist. Yeah. That is not it's... a thing you get to do. Yeah. There's a pretty incredible lack of perspective. And I don't I don't want to dwell on it for too long, I guess. Um, no, I just want to nail home just how inappropriate this has been handled by the community. We don't have to dwell on it, but I think we get to be pretty harsh about it. I think so too. And I think, but there is one point of, I think, I don't want to say conflict, it's not nearly that strong, but there seemed to be one point where Emily and I differed when we discussed it. Um, I think Gabe was absolutely right to fire 2GD and also the production staff, obviously. I don't think anyone's going to argue the production staff point. They've been abysmal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the production of the Shanghai Major has been kind of... I mean, I, not quite train wreck, I guess. It's been shocking. It's been really alarmingly, astonishingly bad, and that's for an eSport, yeah. right? It's been better um, since they fired the production team and the host. Let's that's put true. It that but way. It's still, it still hasn't been... They've still had some... Pro- like, there was a problem uh, this morning... Of in I think it was EG versus Complexity Game Three, the production team just popped up like the EG wins during the final push, and it's like uh, the game isn't isn't over. Could you take that <laughs> down and let us see the screen, please? Um, anyway, it's it's not perfect yet, but it does seem like things have gotten better. But the way the announcement was made by Gabe Newell on Reddit to me seemed kind of inappropriate. Like it was. I, I had a good laugh about it. I cackled, I'll admit, because it was, like, delightful and satisfying. But at the end of the day, it is a CEO of a major corporation calling someone an ass, calling an 
I mean, an ex-contractor, not an ex-employee, but someone they hired, an ass. And yeah. Like, yeah, he's an ass, but like that's that's some unprofessional language, and I I think that's a little uncool. Well, I guess. Uh, oh, go ahead, Johnny. No, you you first. Well, where I where I differed with you, I guess, is that I feel like the context of the gaming community is so different. You know, like when we've seen. I mean, if you compare it to some of the stuff that's happened with the Penny Arcade guys, like, I feel like there's a level of stronger language. I mean, the fact that he made this announcement on Reddit, like, there's just sort of a different expectation, you know? Like, certainly if President Obama called someone an ass, like, no matter how big an ass that person was, it would be shocking. But, like, he is a CEO, but also a Valve talking on Reddit. So to me, it seemed more in line with, like, no, it seemed like... What I would expect for someone who really wanted to distance himself from some of the shit that he'd said, the the host had said. So, so, do you think this would be it would be different if like if on Reddit Bobby Kotick were to do this sort of thing of Activision? Do you think that would be different than Big Gabe Newell doing? Not it? especially, no. Then I guess I don't think like if you are in a major position of power speaking as an authority for the entire company i don't give a shit where you're doing it you speak in the appropriate manner yeah and i guess I, i'm I, saying i, I think I, the standards of appropriate manner are held to be different in gaming i think they are except for when you're a ceo i think, I think when you once you're once you're a corporate officer it's corporate officers or corporate officers i think they are but i think they maybe shouldn't be Say more about like, that. Like I, I think I think there's a different standard. I think Gabe Newell responded in a way that you would expect. Like he he made a Reddit response. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is Reddit language. That is a Reddit yeah. response to a Reddit problem. And if if this would not spread outside of Reddit, that would have been like a logical response. But no matter what, it's going to spread outside. Other news outlets picked up on this, obviously, because of course they do. PC Gamer watches what happens at our Dota 2. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. other people watch what happens at PC Gamer. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I guess, yeah, I, I mean, like, if it were possible for him to make that statement and for it just to be a Reddit thing and not go elsewhere... Then I guess you're right. I guess I would agree with that. But I feel like it's just sort of the nature of the thing that when a corporate officer from a gaming company makes a public statement about a thing, it's going to propagate. The, the, the thing, like, if he wanted to make that statement, I think the way you do it is you first send out a press release. So you have the story is the press release. And then wait a few hours, go to Reddit. Hmm. Hmm. Go to Reddit and be more candid than the, the, than elsewhere. And, and I, of course, if you're gonna do the be more candid thing, you probably need to elaborate a little bit more than Gabe Newell actually did. I totally agree with you for what it's worth. I don't think that should have been the first announcement. I think they should have done it professionally first and then gone to Reddit. Okay, I think I think you guys got a good like that. That makes sense to me. Huh. But the tournament itself has, as we said, been spectacular. So good. It's been... I've had the bad luck of catching a lot of the less good matches, but even then I've seen some impressive shit. Yeah. And, I don't know, I feel like... I mean, I feel like so far this, like... We're in the group stages, right? We're not in the main stage yet. And many of these big tournaments, the group stages turn out to be a pretty bad predictor for the final tournament. Yep. 
But MVP Phoenix is lighting up the night, and it's crazy. I, I'm really excited to see that, like, they, at, at TI5, they put up a fairly impressive showing, but they were still, like, I think they're, like, they were 7th, 8th, um, because at that point in a tournament, it doesn't distinguish placement. It's, like, you're 7th and 8th, right? Along with another team. Um, and for, like, that's the first time a Korean team has placed in the international, and it was pretty impressive, and, like, here they are, just, like, they're, they're unbeaten right now, and, their matches are stomps but like interesting stomps right not like not it always seems like the other team has a chance and just doesn't make it happen and it's been really exciting to watch I don't know like what other teams are standing out to you guys Johnny uh I mean like the, the only teams that really stand out to me so far are, like, aside from the obvious, is Team Spirit. Yeah. yeah well, I, I think we should talk about Fnatic first. <laughs> then, yeah, I was going to say, I've gotten, as you know, I've gotten sucked in, and now I'm a Fnatic fan. Yeah, yeah. so you've, you've been, when we last spoke about this, you were very, very sad about it. <laughs> it's Okay. I don't know how many of you out there are baseball fans, but I am a lifelong LA Angels fan, um, which means that I love the team that has a ton of promise and almost makes it and then blows it and then has a psychological weakness, and that seems to be why they can never seal the deal. So in hindsight, back when, uh, quite a while ago, Colin, when you were asking about teams to watch in this major, I picked Fnatic, and I was like, no, it's their time, it's their time. And then I watched their first series, and... uh, in in this with both of you i think and uh mm-hmm. yep i got emotionally invested that's putting it lightly yeah. you were you were kind of freaking out uh, you you were upset at in a way i have not seen you before honestly it was a bit concerning <laughs> you should have you should have been around for uh the year the angels won the world series i was so upset like right up until the very last minute when they actually won <laughs> i was so upset yeah. No, when I care, it's very hard and very sad. Um, I'm still rooting overall for OG. I, I really feel like they deserve everything. But now I would like Fnatic to come in a close second. Yeah, I feel like like OG... OG, I want to... I mean, No-Tail deserves everything in the world and more. Because God bless that man. But um, also, I just want OG to win for all the people who, who are not like... They people said OG wouldn't amount to anything, and then they won the Frankfurt Major, and now people are saying, "Oh, well, the Frankfurt Major was a fluke." And I feel like two majors, like that argument, has no validity anymore. Win this major, and people will either have to shut up, or they will not. You know, like there will be no point in listening to them anymore. Right? There's already really... no fucking point to listening. That like you can't win a major on a fluke. Come on. <laughs> I mean, the way the scene is, like, not a fluke. But the way the scene is right now, the way all the top tier teams are so close in skill level and execution, a hot streak. like it. it could, yeah, it could have just been a hot streak. I do th- like I don't think that's the case, but it is plausible. And if they win the Shanghai Major, it doesn't seem plausible to anymore. I will be satisfied. I don't give a shit how they feel. When sure, really... but like looking at looking at how OG plays and looking at how No Tail in particular has performed over the course of his career, there is no doubt that that team has all has the capacity to do these sorts of things. 
And I also, like, I also want to take a second, like, you know, we said No Tail's name, like, four times now, right? Crit is unbelievable. Moon Meander is, like, Moon Meander is the clutch. Miracle is a man who makes plays you wouldn't believe. They're almost mechanical. Like, that team... They're miraculous. That... It's so easy to let uh, to let No Tail overshadow all the others there, just because mm-hmm. like his story has been the the guy who has pulled his weight and so much more, and not getting getting his for so long, and then finally winning the Shanghai Major really with though, his own totally. team. I mean, I feel like OG is the argument, like if especially if they win it again, like that supports that supports are incredibly valuable. I think they're undervalued by almost every team. And this is the team built around support and support players. And they're mm. awesome. So And like built around a captain and carry who understands supports. Yeah. Actually actually No Tail isn't captain. Oh right, he's not the captain. But he is the it's, captain. Uh, it's fl- it's Fly who is the one player we didn't mention who also flies amazing. Yeah. I didn't I didn't skip him to make a point. He's fantastic. Um but yeah, yeah like, that team uh, is killer. That their entire team seems to understand the team play aspect, and sometimes that's the problem with carries that they don't really seem to get the. Like they don't tend to keep as much of an eye on how the rest of the team is doing as a support has to. Yeah. And when when your main carry has so much support experience, No Tail doesn't doesn't have that tunnel vision. Quick little aside that I won't dwell on for too long, mm. but uh, after the, I think it was after the EG Complexity game, they, uh, the, the, the staff there interviewed uh, Arteezy, mm. and they asked him, like, what one of his, like, his, his secret was. So, like, he's, he recently hit 8K MMR, mm. right? And they're like, what's your secret? And he said, like, well, you know, I just, I always stay positive in my pub games. And I always encourage my team. And I just, I want to have that positive mental attitude. And the interviewer just cracked up because she knew that was a load of bullshit. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah. He regularly you... tells his teammates to kill themselves. He's awful. Yeah, he's a bad person. <laughs> you can't lie like that if you're... If you stream your pub games, come on. We I know. think that was the. I think that was the joke. I think he do, did that knowing he would be caught. But you actually—that's uh, almost that was... worse. That's almost worse. You brought up something I wanted to bring up, which is uh, that first game with complexity is another astonishing like team awareness, team play team. Like a complexity did so well in that game. They were working together flawlessly. It was amazing. They did. I saw some mm. almost what looked like Navi-like ambushes of EG. Great play. And then in the second game, they seemed really rattled. And then I watched the draft for the third game and decided that I knew how it was going to go. Then you did. Yeah. But again, like amazing team play, really working together. And so you said the phrase Navi-like. I guess I mean Golden Age Navi. No, I was gonna say let's talk Navi-like. Let's talk about team spirit. Let's talk about Team Spirit. Oh my god, I watched Team Spirit versus Vici, and I, like, god, I I just, I didn't, I, I liked their logo before, and that was, and I had a couple players on there, I was like, oh yeah, I know those guys, those guys are alright. God, I loved their play in that series so much. There are, there were two teams that I was uh, looking forward to seeing going in here. Team Spirit makes that a third. They <laughs> probably won't get that as far as I'd like them to. That's okay. Mm-hmm. 
Seeing a team that just completely trusts that every member of the team knows what to do is incredible. Even when it fails, just watching them go in and just be like, no, I'm gonna do... I'm gonna go full on in because I know that they have my back is incredible. And it's like, as we said, that is like Golden Era Navi. It doesn't have... They don't have the amazing single-player plays the way that Dendi and Havost used to pull, but mm-hmm. they have that team cohesion down so well, and they do so much aggression with it, and I love it. Well, and one thing you might know that I don't, I only saw I saw them the Beachy games since then. Have they had to play without Io? Um... I don't actually know. I've been working a lot. I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't seen more enough. of their stuff, and I would like because to. I haven't seen enough um, of their games to answer either. Wisp seemed like an incredibly central part of the way they played. Not that they couldn't do it without, but I'm. I was wondering whether they have. Because yeah, yeah. I don't like that first game. Like their play was like their play was yeah, as we say, really like really ballsy. And then I feel like the like. When it went into game two, it was like, okay, are they going to be, like, scared now that they've won, right? Are they going to be, like, intimidated now that they played all aggressive and played so confidently and did, repeatedly did the Dota equivalent of the trust fall, right? Mm-hmm. Like, going in and trusting your teammate would have your back. Are they going to be scared in game two? And they started with a level one Roche before the bounty runes came up. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Yeah. It was just beautiful. Yeah, they were terrifying in that second game i mean overall but yeah they're just incredibly fast and aggressive and vici just never got off the back foot and i feel like i mean johnny said it at the time and i thought about it and i think i agree which is like i don't think it can last i don't think this kind of play like this this is the kind of play that people like real like it in like sort of like you know it's like just the sucker punch right the surprise punch and people are like whoa what the fuck and then they adjust and that this is happening in the group stages might mean that on the main stage they just get rolled. Like, it, it's the sort of thing you saw Navi pull because, like, to just make the opponent be on the back foot so Navi could take control of the tempo of the mm-hmm. entire series. And to do that, you required a really base fundamental play to back it up. I'm not sure the Team Spirit has that. I'm not going to say for sure because I am not well enough acquainted with the team. But mm-hmm. talking to other people who know the team better, it doesn't sound like it's likely. I mean, they were... They, formerly, they were the team uh, CIS Rejects, which was a perennial, like... I don't want to say also ran, but, you know, because that's really harsh. But, like, they were they were a team that, like, often barely qualified for tournaments and then didn't didn't get very far. Um, but like, okay, so their their uh, their position four and their position five are always want to fly, formerly of uh, of secret, <laughs> once upon a time, and go block, once upon a time the captain of Navi, right? <laughs> the other three I'm not really familiar with. I will say their mid laner iceberg really really impressed me. Um, but yeah, I just I'm really excited to see where they go from here. I think I'm never going to feel as strongly about probably anything in my life as you do about Fnatic, Emily. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> um but the team I feel most strongly about right now is Team Spirit. I'm really excited to see more of them. 
I, I feel strongly about them partially because I'm surprised by them. Sure, sure. But also, I mean, the name CIS Rejects wasn't, like, it was tongue-in-cheek about the reality, right? Yeah. They were CIS Rejects. They were that, that like, I mean, you know, CIS, I don't remember what that, what does that stand for, Emily? I don't remember exactly. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, like former Eastern Bloc countries, basically, right? Yeah. That's what that means. Um, And just sort of like, so like Russian and Ukrainian Dota people who couldn't make teams anymore and formed their own team out of people that couldn't make it onto teams like Empire and teams like Navi. And I think they're solidly better than those teams now. Oh, poor Navi. I mean, Navi, yeah, Navi's, Navi's a train wreck. Um, Empire... Empire is stable, I guess? But, like, stable in the way that bleeding can be stable? I don't know. They're not... They barely don't qualify for tournaments anymore, and I feel like that's consistent, right? They consistently are are just the cutoff for getting into a tournament that matters. Then they're probably gonna disband, let's be honest. You can't run an organization like that forever. I mean, they just got Havost pretty recently. Maybe that will change their luck. I I'm sorry, know. can I jump in real quick? I I went and checked, and Team Spirit played Team Liquid. They didn't get IO either game, and they lost both games. So Not hugely surprising, yeah. Liquid's a really good team, though. For sure, but... Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's what we're saying. Like, I, I, think... I think... I think Spirit will probably put up some entertaining matches along the way, but they're, they're, I don't think they're a contender. I'm gonna fucking root for them anyway. Oh sure, sure. Like they're one of they're one of my teams that I like to see them do fine. Yeah. The other two being Secret and OG. I. I don't know about Secret. Yeah. I don't know. Like, look, I'm always like, there's always a part of me that's always like. No, if Envy's on the team, I want to see see them do well, because I enjoy watching Envy play. I enjoy watching Puppy play. Yeah. Envy, I... Envy has moments of brilliance, and, like, moments of... Not like, not like, well, he tried something really brave. Like, okay, Envy, you bought the third set of drums on your team. Good fucking work. <laughs> I'm real impressed. <laughs> That's like, like, just... Just disdain, frankly, I'm, I'm, is what I feel a lot of the time. I'm fine with him being a fuck-up. That's part of why I like him. But it's, like, I like him when he's a fuck-up in ways that are really, like, brave and, like, probably stupid. But, like, man, I see what you were going for there. There was nothing to go for there. That was just dumb. It yeah. really, he's really playing like he's not on a team a lot of the time. Right right down yeah, to not like, checking well, items. Like, and, and, like, he's the player who I... It's not right to say that it's ironic because I genuinely enjoy watching it, but it's it's the player who I, I enjoy watching more than I respect. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't know. I. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I can't go there. Well, and I. He's pissing me off. The lately. closest I get is I like to watch Secret play. I'm not rooting for them, but I like to watch Secret play because every so often, Puppy especially, they'll do something crazy. But, uh, but while while we're talking about Envy, what do you think about the conspiracy theories that he got two GG fired? <laughs> I think our Dota two is desperate for more drama, <laughs> and it's sad. 
<laughs> like Dr. DM logs about accusing him of whatever. I saw a thread talking about him trying to murder 2GD and it's like, what are you guys smoking? I mean, he does watch a lot of anime, you know. He's probably been brainwashed. That's probably how anime works. Yes, totally, totally. Check out our other anime podcast, guys. It should be up by now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Okay. What do you guys like looking at this stuff? What are you guys seeing? What do you think is going to happen in the main stage? Are I you mean, asking for like picking the top three? I mean, I don't think like I don't need it need it to be that formalized, right? I I guess I'm asking for like if you want to use a number of three, I'm looking for three predictions, right? And it could be anything like Earth Spirit will be the most banned hero because of course he will. Um, I'm real glad I made that prediction in the compendium because I'm going to make some money off of that one. I um, did, as usual, I bought the compendium and then when it came time to predict, I went, uh, I'll do it later and then it never happened. Sad high five, Johnny. <laughs> So, um, I think that a big thing, like, defining this tournament is gonna be who figures out how to beat MVP Phoenix, <laughs> because, yeah, like, they're, they're train rolling right now, and so, and usually when this happens in the group stages, someone will figure out how to beat it sooner or later, but until mm-hmm. that happens, they are going to wreck most people in their path. So that's gonna be a big yeah. defining moment whenever it happens. QO has QO has been the player of this tournament so far. He's been a nightmare. Um, I think so far in the entire tournament he has died three times. Man, I have not seen them play. I'm gonna have to go back and watch some of those games. I mean, I, I'd expect Secret and OG to do well because they're Secret and OG. They tend to do well. Okay, how about this prediction? EG has spent the, spent basically every tournament since the international that mattered being the perennial second place. We're going to get another? I think they come in third. I okay. I think they have a shot to be like I I think I think they have a shot shot on the top 3. I'll I'll not get more specific than that. Okay. Uh so I I I noticed that Alliance has gone 2-0 in their group. Yeah. I haven't seen any of their games. Have either of you? No. I have seen one. Yeah. What do you think? This meta is really, really, really in their team's favor. Like, they, their team has, like, think about the heroes that are classic Alliance heroes, right? Think about Puck. Think about Nature's Prophet. Think about Lone Druid and realize those guys are all really powerful right now and go, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Like, I don't... Not like I think they're not a good team. They're a good team. S4 is an unbelievable player. Yeah. Loda's crazy flexible. I think uh, Admiral Bulldog is not flexible, but when he gets what he wants, he is one of the biggest monsters in Dota. He's been working on it, um, but he's still too narrow. Yeah, and but, you know, he is certainly less narrow than he used to be, and I really respect him trying to expand that hero pool. Um, I think they can't possibly win this tournament. I'm gonna say that I don't think I don't think they can get first. I don't think they can get second. I'm not gonna make that strong of a prediction, but that Narwa team is always gonna have trouble. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they can make top five. I top. I think they can make top five. Um, 
I mean, but I think I think it's just like there are going to be certain teams that they don't have an answer to because their style is too inflexible. Yeah. So, Fnatic beat both VG and Team Spirit in the group stages. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have a shot at the big stuff, to be honest. I mean, the nerves, right? Yeah. I think if they get a match that matters, they'll shit themselves. Yeah. I, that's... I'm... I apologize for that language, not because I swore, but because that's way too mean. I think if they get a match that matters, their nerves will get the better of them, is what I mean. And I, I, everyone on Fnatic, I'm sorry, man, that was way too harsh. I'm, I'm looking at the lower bracket round one, and I'm realizing, and this, this is mean, but I'm realizing that there's only one team in the lower that starts in the lower bracket that I care about at all. Which is Team Spirit. Oh yeah, they're facing off against Complexity. In the upper bracket, we're getting Alliance versus Team Liquid, MVP Phoenix versus LGD, which I expect MVP to win. OG versus Secret. Oh god, that's oh, terrifying. Gotta watch that. Oh. oh god, and this is gonna make uh, you sad, Emily. EG versus Fnatic. I, you know how that goes. I em. do. Yeah, yeah. PPD is a like, monster, no an actual monster. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's pressing his face against the glass and making gestures. Like, <laughs> like I actually think Evil Geniuses versus Fnatic is not, like, not the biggest skill mismatch, but the biggest attitude mismatch. No, really, I was, like, Fnatic, I was hoping it wouldn't come even so if soon. It, even if Fnatic has any kind of confidence at any point in that match, PPD will say one thing in all chat, and they will start, put like, worrying more out. about their lives in the yeah. game. And they'll just, they'll just... Be terrified. You know so, I'm putting up top expect- five. I'm doing it. This is the time. <laughs> it's really not. They're gonna. I. Oh, you want you want my prediction? No. <laughs> okay. Johnny Mike. You're gonna get it anyway. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna get knocked. So they're gonna get lose this first one and get knocked down, and that means they'll go up against probably C deck because it's C deck versus newbie, and C deck is gonna eat them. You think so? I think so. C deck is like I C decks none of C deck's games were big losses, right? They were all real close. They got in the losers bracket, but they aren't losers. They're gonna crush newbie, no question in my mind. And I think Fnatic's next. I don't know. I, I only saw one newbie game, but newbie did really well in it. Hmm. I wasn't too ex- impressed of what I've seen of C deck lately, but I guess I'm not the expert on that team. I think if if Fnatic beats C-Deck, then they have a shot at getting into round four. Sure. Top five. Yeah, I don't... I'm, don't I'm living on a prayer. You're living on a disingenuous <laughs> prayer that you know is impossible. No, my original prediction was second place. Now I'm getting realistic and saying top five. Wait, 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 wait. Your original prediction My private was prediction. Place. Well, listen. If you don't believe in them, how could they possibly make it? You've got to believe But them. you don't believe I in do. them. They're, you said they were the angels. Yeah. You think I don't believe You don't in believe in the I angels? Do. There's a kind of cognitive dissonance here that I don't know whether we really have time for. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely That's believe true. in them, and then when they lose, I will absolutely believe that that was what was going to happen all along. Yep. Yeah, it's comp- it's real complicated. Yeah. Um, 
and I kind of get that, but I also kind of don't. Um, it's probably better for you. OG versus Seekers round one is gonna be such a nail biter. Yeah, that's gonna be a bloodbath. Even though I like Seekers, whatever those two teams face up, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna be with OG. That's like by far. I like that that match scares me more than any other. And like that the, is... the scary thing here is that whatever whichever team loses in the first round of the upper bracket goes down into lower bracket round two, which is still a best of one. That's scary. Well, yeah. you want to know what's scary, Johnny, is they face the winner of Spirit versus Complexity. Neither of those teams can beat them. Not a chance. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, actually, you know, it's a best of one. If it was Spirit, it's possible they could pull something crazy to win a best of one. If it was a best of three, they'd get figured out. In a best of one, it is possible. Yeah, I just... OG doesn't have a lot of chinks in their armor. No. no, they really don't. And Secret has EE. That's the chink in yeah, their armor. I think I think Team Spirit's chance of getting out of round two is if it's Secret they're facing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they have to they have to hope for the great artists, don't they? Uh, so now we're realizing well, this is was, just going to be I, a heartbreaker. Um, this is tournament is going to be devastating. <laughs> Good Dota, though. Good games. Yeah. EG is probably okay. gonna do well. I never enjoy watching them. I find them so boring. I can appreciate that. I I enjoy them sometimes, and sometimes they play way too safe for me. But... Yeah, well, I feel like since Arteezy came back, he's been playing pr- so safe. It's like, what? Where's the where's the crazy shit? I I used to really enjoy watching him play. Oh. Remember that time when he had Lycan and he got doomed and he denied himself with his wolves? Oh, that's that's, so that's a hell of a play. Like they're, I remember... they're so talented. That's the yeah. thing. Like I can't I can't deny that. I just don't enjoy watching them nine times out of ten. Yeah, they, they do just pull don't take some crazy chances. shit just sometimes, but you know. Yeah. Virgus Pro are gonna crash and burn. Yeah. Yeah. What they... we we watched we watched Virtus Pro play. Who was it? Johnny, that they played the other night. Was it EG? Yeah, it was. And Virtus Pro just like. No, uh, yo, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. And it like Virtus Pro lost in a way that was. I got really angry with them. The game two they... of EG versus Virt- Virtus Pro was a series of Virtus Pro at all times making the conservative decision when. They had no plan for, for making the conservative decision turn into a win. Yeah. They, at like, every point, they chose the the slow loss over the fast shot at victory. Like they like, EG had Ursa, and the first Roche attempt, they jumped into the like uh, Virtus Pro jumped in the pit, killed them all, got a five for one. The next time Ursa went for Roche, they knew it was happening. They didn't contest. The time after that, they didn't contest. The time after that, they didn't contest. It's like, listen, the only time you did this, you won huge. Yeah, they they were so nervous. What are you doing? They basically didn't contest anything else for that entire game. Yeah. Like, they... I I was incredibly disappointed in them. They're better than that, and it's... It was kind of embarrassing to watch them. Um, I don't know. I think that's probably enough talk about the major. Yeah. Um, 
for now until we until we get some actual tournament results, huh? So, okay. Let's talk about something I've been going through lately, right? Oh no. I've been trying to learn how to play more mid heroes. Oh no. <laughs> um, it is probably the weakest part of my game. I'm a good support. I'm an okay offlaner. Safe lane, I can make it work because at my level, I can play like aggressive enough with my lane partner to get kills and stuff. I'm not great at farming, but I play I play aggressive enough and I do enough coordination with my teammate that I can make it work. Mid lane has always been the hardest for me. Hmm. And for a while, basically, it was like, mid lane, I can pick Wind Ranger or someone else can do mid. Um, because that was the mid hero I had, right? And I've been trying to expand my range, and I've made a couple of discoveries. First one is, I guess, a little bit of a mea culpa. Um, for the New Bloom uh, quest line, I ended up playing some Ember Spirit who I have roundly criticized the design of that hero on the show. And I basically stand by the things I said, except for the fact that when you're the one playing him, he's really fun. I I just think that's reiterating how fucked up his design is. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's it's he's so frustrating to fight against. He's so he just feels so unfair. Even, whether he's balanced or not, he feels unfair, okay. right? And, but yeah, he's such a blast to play as. Um, I don't even you... think that. I think, like, God, I think everything about his abilities just feels weird and just fluid and strange. I think it feels fluid, but I think that's his thing. I'm uh, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Like, I, 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 think, I think I think the only part that's enjoyable about him when you play him is how fucked up he is. I think it's enjoyable how, like, his specific form of being very mobile can be really fun. I think Searing, Cha- Searing Chains is one of his, is the one ability of his that isn't really fucked up. And that ability is pretty satisfying. Um, Flame Guard is really satisfying just chasing someone down with that shit. And blocking the magic damage. And Sleight of Fist, like, Sleight of Fist is only fun because you get a Battle Fury and then it's comical. Sleight of Fist should be changed. I, I'm, su- I'm but... surprised that you say that Sayer Sh- Chains feels satisfying because to me it always feels like garbage when I hit that button. It's, uh, he does a spin and then at some point with some arbitrary feeling delay, they get some weird visual effect on them that. Uh, with a weird delay again stops them from moving and it all feels it's instant there's no delay it feels like there's a delay (laughs) it feels real bad okay it feels so terrible oh i'm i hate that animation that's fair. I think they could, like, they could, look, I'm, what I mean, it feels alright, I mean, like, it doesn't feel broken, right? Like, I think they could do some things to improve its feel, I think you're correct there, but unlike Sleight of Fist or Jump to Remnant, it doesn't feel like an ability that they need to go back to the drawing board, because there are fundamental elements of it that are unfair. I, I, I think that 
I think that sleight of fist into serious chains shouldn't be allowed to exist. I think it shouldn't be allowed to exist because sleight of fist in its current form shouldn't be allowed to f exist. But I don't have a problem with that specific interaction. Like, it, it's one of those things where you're on the receiving end of it. It just feels nonsensical that is happening. I don't agree. So I know you tried out Death Prophet. How was that? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I have I have a whole list of them. I have, I have three more heroes. One of which is Death Prophet. Death Prophet in her current form is so goddamn fun. The Spirit Siphon, like they're gonna nerf her, yeah. right? I, I I feel confident. Um, as long as they don't nerf her too much, that's fine. Cause Spirit Siphon, as opposed to that her old fucking like passive, is just so much fun. You can dominate lanes with that pure damage slow. Like, God, I like. I don't. I guess Ember Spirit used to be a counter to Death Prophet, because I see people lock in Ember Spirit after I pick Death Prophet now, and they have a sad time. <laughs> he used to be a very hard counter. Well, now, now I hook up the fucking Spirit Siphon, and they're slowed, and it punches right through their stupid Flame Guard, and I eat them for breakfast. Yeah, it used to be that like it's great when when your only early game like spell damage was the Crypt Swarm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you couldn't do shit against Flame Guard. Yeah, but it's she's like that ability just. I feel like brings her toolkit together in a way where she's this aggressive, tanky spellcaster who wants fights to last a long time and who has tools to really fuck people up, and it's really fun. Huh. I feel like there's some amazing synergy with her, all, her already existing toolkit and also the stuff she tends to like to buy. Yeah, I, I haven't played her since the redesign. There's a lot of heroes I haven't really played since the redesign. But she looks more fun, and she's more interesting to fight now. Yeah. Another one of the ones that I've gotten into is one that has been redesigned le recently, which is Outworld Devourer, OD. Who is also so fun now. Um, I don't know, I feel, I always, I tried some of his old design back in the day, and I found it tremendously boring. Yeah, it, it's a small, small change that does a lot. Now he can steal intelligence at a pace that that is actually kind of terrifying in a fight and mm -hmm. that he can do without feeling like he's wasting his time doing that instead of fighting. And, and his astral imprisonment is more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the new the new astral imprisonment instead of stealing intelligence does the the AoE magic damage, which late game really doesn't matter very much. But early game gives him, like, actually really good, like, early game fighting potential and setup in a way that's really fun. So it's like he's, like, he's relevant in the early game, and then, like, and then once you get the lead, you have your auto attack, which does insane amounts of damage, early at least, and also steals intelligence, building up your ultimate to hit harder. If you ignore OD in a fight, you lose the fight. You just do. The thing that uh, AoE uh, does for him late game is that it disables Blink Dagger. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And that's something he's always had a problem with. So that's Yeah, it used to be that you, you just astral someone and if they had Blink Dagger, they would just escape. 
The only problem I have with uh, the new OD is actually something that comes into play with his agonims. Um, his agonims, I don't know if you remember, uh, causes anyone hit by his ult to get trapped in astral imprisonment. Mm-hmm. And it reveals something about how they did the damage, which is that the damage when Astral Imprisonment ends is an aura. So if you have multiple people coming out of imprisonment, they take one instance of damage. And that Ags is terrible. I feel like that Ags, like, not only in terms of balance, but just conceptually, probably just needs a redesign. Yeah, you're probably right. But, like, even if, like, if you're not going to do that, you need to at least change that aura thing because it just seems useless right now. I mean, it's... It, um, but probably it needs a redesign. It's... If you're going to redesign it, like, it's better to have it be not good enough for the meantime while you're working on a fix. Than to... Assuming they're working on a fix, that's yeah. true. It seems like they must be, because that felt like a very experimental Ags, even when it was added, and now that he's been redesigned, mm. it just doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. Um, and the last one I've been working on is I've worked on a little Templar assassin, and she's really hard. <laughs> um, I don't know, I don't, I don't think I've played a hero where, like... You just have to go to creep score tunnel vision for the first, like, 15 minutes of the game. You just have to. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, maybe it's a good thing for me to learn because that's never, like, I'm always just like, where's the next gank opportunity? Where can I go get a fight? Where can I go, 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 right? And that's part of why I'm a bad farmer. But it's... It's such a hard it's such a hard experience just being like, okay, well, I like he's going to go get a rune. My man is full right now. I'm not gonna contest him. I need to get more CS. I need to work on this more. Yeah. And like there I It's really fun when you get off that moment where you pop someone basically instantly. Mm-hmm. That's the only part of her I enjoy. <laughs> There are more parts of her I enjoy than that, but it is it is really it is weird how much she is just like like not like she's just a right click hero, but two of her abilities are are basically like in addition to other effects make your right click hit harder, right? She doesn't have a nuke or something to make her seem different, so it's really so heavily based on your right click damage that it gets it gets weird. I don't yeah. know. I'm still figuring her out, obviously. Um and I'll, I'll report back later. I don't know. Emily, have you tried to learn anyone new lately? No, I ended up taking a break from Dota for a while with some health stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And then mostly I've been watching since I got back because of Shanghai. So, no, nothing really new. How about you, Johnny? I guess uh, no one's I'm, new to you, though. I mean, like, I, I... Mostly, I play so little now that when I do... It, the first half of the match is me going, right, okay, this hero, I haven't played in a while, um, how do I do this? So, there hasn't been an opportunity for me. It's more mm. like, every time I play, I try to work on on refreshing myself on the stuff I already know, because I'm getting worse, not better right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Like, I, it, it's... On, on a level, like, it's sad. I'd rather get better, but I'm not gonna put in the time. Yeah. 
Well, alright. I think uh, I think we're ready to move on to Fan Fiction Corner this week. Um, <laughs> alright! So, <laughs> so yeah. I need to warn everybody. Like, this, this is Fan Fiction Corner after dark. This is not... It's grown-up time, and I'm going to use some like some of the boo-boo words. And I'm not going to read the worst parts of this thing, but I felt challenged, Colin, when you let me when you brought fan fiction into the show yourself when you ambushed me. It's like when I brought you a gift in spirit of charity and friendship, you were like, "Okay, I have to make this man miserable." I said, he tried to do a nice I said, thing. I have to make him unhappy. I see how this is. So that's your trigger warning on naked people okay this is from a uh, a user called kaizone and uh the story is called enchantress male perspective good start yeah so it's second person which i personally don't like um so you go for a walk in these spooky oh, woods oh jesus oh christ <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you go for a walk in these spooky woods, and you know not to leave the path, but then you have to pee, so you do leave the path. And then things get kind of weird. Um, yeah, you're super lost, you're freaking out, you just start running in little circles, you're very sad. And then, in the distance, you could faintly hear what might be your only hope, a melody. Not just a person whistling or humming, the entire forest was echoing with music. And with any orchestra, it has to have a conductor. You make your way through the trees and plants, thickening and thickening, becoming virtually impassable. Uh, the gentle song was getting louder and louder. They must be right behind this tree! Uh, and sure enough, that's when you see her for the first time, Enchantress. Uh, you talk about her hair, and then you see that she has horns? Normally this would disturb almost anyone, but with you it was to say, unexpected, but not shunned. A pair of petite A-cup breasts, covered by a brazier of leaves and petals, like the thing you burn incense in, with an azalea on one side. And then you see that the other half of her is an animal. Uh, making your way, you know, you're, you're really excited about this. Making your way to her, you could see a look of welcoming in her eyes, a gaze of love and joy, of happiness and delight, gently humming her melody. She circled you, right? And then she pulls you, pulls you into her glade. And at this point, I stopped reading for a minute and I thought this could actually be the best fan fiction I've ever written. If he is a dominated creep. Red, if you didn't write it, right? Written. Is is this a is this a terrible plot twist? Did you write this? No, if I had written it, yeah, at this point he would be a dominated creep. Like serenely, you you march toward the enemy ancients. It would be it would be great. I was really hopeful for a minute, uh, but this is pornography, so that's not how it goes. The two of you just sort of sit there and hum, and then you you start talking. Okay. Before See, I go there, humming part. sounds nice. I like this part. I like that part. You gently pinch her excited nipples, loving them gently between your fingers like dough. Um, that is my intro into, let's talk about some words, some not sexy words that maybe you want to leave out of your fanfiction if you're writing pornography. Uh, there are several in here that I think, like, for example, areola, teats. <gasps> nethers like i comparing somebody's nipples to dough um and not 
the kind of doe that she is, I feel like probably you want to go through and, like, is this word sexy, neutral, or other? And if it's other, maybe don't talk about frenulums. Anyway, (laughs) these are all in here. So I'm not going to read the most horrifying parts, but I am going to read some horrifying parts. So Enchantress goes down on you. Uh, Yeah. And then I have to, this is where I have to, okay. She releases your now flaccid erection from her mouth with a pop noise. Still sweating from what had to be the best orgasm of your life, you could see her note a come-hither gesture from to the nearby trees. The glowing fairies circled around the two of you, closing in on your penis and somehow raising it to new heights. That's right. It turns out that ability also eliminates the refractory period. Why are you doing this? I think we talked about that. No, um, I'm not... I'm not... I, I, and... I, Oh, oh god even when enchantress goes down on you i thought well at least then they're not going to do the bestiality but then they do the bestiality i'm not going to read it it's this is it's incredibly gross but uh then you have sex with the animal part and uh it's very happy i'm like ethically i am theoretically okay with this as long as she can communicate and say whether she wants this to happen or not. If this was a real person and not a fiction you wrote because you want to fuck a dare. <laughs> well, and also, I'm old-fashioned. I think there's something wrong if you want to fuck a deer. Even if the deer is nodding enthusiastically. Like, but I it's, mean, okay. it's a deer. I'm gonna say we're not gonna have a deep ethical conversation about <laughs> I, this. I, I'm going to go ahead and make that call. In your fervent state, you could smell her and the pheromones in her juices. I'm I'm avoiding the grossest parts, I swear to God. I'm almost surprised there isn't a part where he refers to her twisting in nevers or something. Uh, Because that's fantasy language. This isn't isn't a World of Warcraft. Yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) I mean, do you want me to... I mean... Is there a part where they use twisting in nevers? Is, yes. is that okay? That's like the obvious one to avoid. Good job. I, I yeah. Oh, and rump. We use rump. That's another one that goes on the list. <laughs> Not a sexy word. Rump. <sighs> it's yeah. It's yeah. This happened. Uh, I'm gonna go for something more. PG thirteen next time, but yeah, I, I like this... I like the ones that took place in a school or whatever that you talked about long ago. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that I never finished that one. Maybe I should get further in. Uh... <sighs> Colin is clearly in way more pain than me over this. <laughs> well, then let me just I add. Miss the old days of like the Dark Moon Cafe. That was there all are right. a lot of homonym problems. There's some bad grammar but you sort of less than you would expect from someone who's typing with one hand so oh god damn it did you have to <laughs> i think that i did johnny i think it was oh, necessary god oh god okay i Fine. should say this is on tumblr and the only notes it has is likes it just has likes so okay 
Hmm. Dota! Dota. Call him. It's Game's over. Game's not the only thing that's hard. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how much of this I'm going to edit no! out. No, don't edit any of this. This needs to be... Like, you've already... Like, you've already had the, play, the pain inflicted on you. Now you must pass it on. Johnny, I'm an entertainer, not a sadist. Thank I'm you, though. I'm both. <laughs> Alright. Good. This is good. This was good. I mean, we, Thanks we, for coming on, guys, and making me unhappy. We did warn them. I have them. to go to work now. <laughs> we did warn them. Yeah. That's true. Everybody knows what they're getting into if they listen to the end, except you, Colin. Sorry. Not sorry, not sorry. I think that's I I've been Colin knows. It's just that he can't stop you. (laughs) I'm a force of nature. Just like enchantress. Let's not talk about nature right now. (laughs) I can't I can't believe they Oh, I can't believe I am shutting down this podcast (laughs) now. You have to stop talking. That's how this goes. What if I don't? What if I never stop talking? <laughs> then I'm going to mute your part of the podcast while I'm doing this. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Johnny. It's been a while. Thanks for coming Thanks back for on. Thanks for letting me get back on. That, it, this was fun. And, like, as I said last time, I'm on, like, when I actually have something to talk about, I, I am absolutely happy to be here. Yeah, well... We'll see if we can get you back in sometime. I and we gotta commit to doing a, a, a hat cast too soon. Okay. I, There's so many hats. To I talk imagine about. there will be a second opportunity to talk about the Shanghai Major. Hmm. That's also true, but I think we'll do that at a regularly scheduled time. I don't think we need a special episode for that. Probably. Who knows? Maybe Team Spirit will win, and I'll do a special celebratory sp- spirit episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll get a webcam, and then like the the entire episode will just be you dancing. In your room. I thought my nephew had a dance. Anyway, um, thank you everybody for joining us. This has been episode 24 of Bottle Crow. You can find us on iTunes. If you want to give us a rating or review there, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you could tell a friend or another Dota playing partner about this. This is That's how we spread the word about the show, is you guys telling your friends and spreading the word. Because, you know, we don't pay for ads or anything. Um, we're part of a uh, scanline media at scanlinemedia.com where me and Johnny and, you know, a few other people, mostly Ben uncle, but you know, we have some guests now and then do games criticism and we do podcasts and articles and videos. If you want to check that out, that would be great. Also, if you want to contribute a little money, you can go to patreon.com slash scanline media and chip in and help us, you know, get new games and, and equipment with which to cover them. Um, our uh, intro and outro music is by Reddit user Pomodi. It is the Harmonies of New Bloom music pack from Dota 2. You can buy it in the marketplace, and it's very good stuff. Um, if you want to send us any questions or comments, you can send it to bottlecrowpodcast at gmail.com or to our Twitter at, at bottlecrow. And thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.